0: If we want to connect with someone new on the phone, that might be a lead, a sales call, a potential date, what is the best way to establish a positive connection? Let's ask Richard Blank, CEO of one of the largest call centers in San Jose, in Costa Rica. Welcome to the excellent international leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katrina Berus, and today we have Richard Blank. Richard, welcome.
1: So happy to be with you and your audience today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So you're CEO of one of the largest call centers in San Jose, Costa Rica. So tell us what brought you to San Jose, being an American, having gone to university in Arizona.
1: I was building on momentum. And back in August of 2000, I was given a one in a million opportunity to come to Costa Rica for just a couple of months to teach English. And when I came here, I fell in love with the culture, the weather, and also I found the call center telemarketing industry fascinating. I saw bilingual agents using the art of speech to convert calls, to retain clients, and actually get a return on investment on their education. So I wanted a part of that.
0: Oh, wonderful. And what do you think you've learned from working cross-culturally, like you have worked, obviously you're American, but you've also worked there for many years as CEO of this call center. What's the learning that you had on your way on this journey?
1: Well, doctor, what I have seen is that any sort of medium and vertical, people want the same thing. They want their dignity. And when i worked at my friend's center as i mentioned for two months but it turned into four years i asked to stay and it was granted and so i didn't come in c level i got to sit in the cubicle with the proletariat i got to hear the good and the bad the happy and the sad and besides learning every department which was more of my graduate school i got to hear what the agents were thinking and besides the fulfillment of the job and the labor requirements a lot of it had to do with knowing their name or maybe even taking into consideration things that are happening outside of the office, which could be affecting their performance. And so in my mind, I said, well, if it's really that easy to go old school with people and extend that sort of graciousness and being humble, I might be able to build a team. And so in my mid-30s, I had enough capital. I had impulse control and maturity. And I dipped my toe in the water and threw my hat in the ring. And I started with one seat for one week and it grew to... Today, we're at 150 seats in our 15th year, but I did know this. When you hire specialists like IT, human resources, lawyers and attorneys, they do what they have to do. The the real core of a company is the culture. And besides playing pinball and Pac-Man with them, I really like to break bread, I like to train, I like to walk the roads and and add momentum, Katrina. I wanna build on their self-confidence and self-reliance. And I think it's just that sort of mentorship and direction that this generation is looking for now, and I'm willing to give it in abundance.
0: That's wonderful. And you've trained 10,000 bilingual telemarketers. So tell us a little bit what makes a good telemarker? Well,
1: you have to address fear before anything. I can give you the armor, the sword, and the shield, but if you don't have the mindset, you're not going to last long. So tell so- us
0: about the mindset.
1: Well, it's a morbid anticipation of something that hasn't happened. And so if you're afraid of a teacher or a cop, you're doing something wrong. But if you come to work, pen at the ready and on time, I should be there to encourage you. You're an asset. And so I need to get rid of bad habits or start from scratch. And what I like to do prior to even starting a training class is putting them in the arcade so those dozen agents can play pinball, have fun together and relax before going into a training class. So they're not just absorbing, they're contributing. And I'm showing good faith in the beginning by letting them know that play is undoubtedly the most important medium to build that sort of foundation and stability because we can laugh together and compete in a nice way, kind of like when tigers fake bite, but they get stronger. And so instead of going having a cigarette or being on your phone for Instagram, Facebook, or just isolating yourself, you are recharging batteries, letting off steam, or even smoothing by the Pac-Man machine. And so I've seen this has at least given somebody before they walk into my training class, a different view of even working at Amazon or the larger centers. So then I let them know that learning a second language is 10 times harder than any campaign that I'd put you on. So put that into perspective, look at that structure and discipline and cognitive skills that that they're bringing to the table. And so then we address the thesaurus. So we talk about readjusting tones. So instead of using words like help, we'll change it to guide, assist, and lend a hand. And those sort of strategic and diplomatic thought processes would enable the agent to have more ethics on the phone and not try to angle in on something. They can really have very engaged conversations with people. And so I can't have them
0: robots. So this uh, is not the loop of Wall Street. Give us an example for our listeners of one telemarketer that does it all wrong compared to one that does it all right? And use all the phonetics that you would use in either case.
1: Well, let's start with the positive one that does it correctly. And I can't go through an entire call, but I will give you a cliff note version of it. The proper telemarketer would A, be sitting up straight where their back is not touching the chair. In my opinion, you should be standing up because you get better movement there. But let's just say they're making their call leaning forward. When a company answers, you give a company name spike, I'd say, hey, how's the excellent international leadership podcast doing today? I'm going to say better than the person that answered the phone. I'm using anonymity to my advantage, not the whole call that's shady. But my first impression is saying the name of your company better than you do, and how's your company doing? That will reduce any sort of trance or we're good, thanks, or you sound like a telemarketer. Usually the individual answering the call would say, hi, my... My name is Katrina. Yes, I'm here. How may I help you? What is your name? And that's usually when a buffer boomerang technique comes in. That's usually when somebody asks you a question, maybe in a negative tone. So what I'll do is I'll capture the tone, do a name drop. Katrina, I go, that's an excellent question. My name is Richard Blank. Said your name, buffered it, let you know it was an excellent question, repeated the question for active listening, and then sent it back as a positive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm just readjusting tones with you. And that can be done throughout the entire call. So then you like me, you ask my company name, it's another buffer boomerang. So now you know me, you know my company, and then you're going to transfer me to an owner of a company. And I, before you transfer Katrina, I'm going to let you know that you did a great job. And I'm going to give you a verbal positive escalation because mm-hmm. you gave me the gift of the past to pitch. So then once I get transferred to Mr. Jones, for an example, prior to saying anything about myself, I will let Mr. Jones know that Katrina was incredible. And she was very, really lent a hand and telling me your company culture. And he goes, oh yeah, she's been with me for a long time. What is your name? Once again, the Buffer Bill So now we're in the call with Mr. Jones and I'm explaining my services. I believe that if you need to explain five or six points about a company, you should do it in a way like a dessert tray where each one gets its performance and you should give one or two seconds in between for either a positive or a negative reinforcement. And if they don't say anything the entire time, then you can rake it and say, Katrina, I'm sure you like at least one. And let's say you do like one, then we take it from a horizontal to a vertical. And I recommend to my agents to be asking you stacking open-ended questions till it's exhausted. And then we move on. I believe that there is a phonetic micro-expression reading.
0: Here's
1: a piece of paper that I have for you here.
0: Yes, keep it up. So there's phonetic micro-expressions reading. And you have an X with pitch. Then there's a, yeah, there's pitch. Help me read it.
1: You have like a simple X Y chart. Yeah. Where you have pitch as being positive or negative, and then your rate is positive or negative. Simple X Y chart.
0: Okay. What's, For example, what's say, the rate? What's the rate? Explain the rate. The rate is your speed, and
1: okay. your pitch is your sound. Okay. And the beauty of that is, doctor, is that this could be done in any language. I'm taking out any sort of tone and I'm taking out any sort of semantic. And so subconsciously, when we're making these phone calls, I believe that the best thing could be done every 30 seconds. You should gauge if somebody is spiking or dipping. For argument's sake, you would put me as an 8 in regards to speed and an 8 in regards to sound. So I'd be a Quadrant one eighty-eight because we've been on the phone or in this podcast for multiple minutes. This is a read. You need consistent variables for inconsistencies. And so besides making these phone calls with people, if somebody happens to spike or dip during a tie down question, open ended question, positive escalation, that's when I usually ask for clarification questions for people. These are checkpoints, because if you leave a door open, don't be surprised if you're not getting the appointment, the email address or getting that confirmation. So you need to slice and dice it and confirm twice before you move forward. Mm -hmm. And these phonetic microexpression readings are these tell signs that people are giving to you. But doctor, the greatest tell sign to me is not sound. It's really the answering speed. That's why the police strategically ask you a fourth or fifth difficult question. It's not that you're screaming, cursing, or yelling back at them. It's how you answer them and the speed. Okay. They-
0: so for our listeners, give us someone where it's a negative, put it that way and then a positive. So let's listen to it. So I ask you a question. What question do you want me to ask you?
1: Well, you could once again, just ask me a simple one. What does your company do?
0: Okay, what does your company do? So say it in a positive and then in the negative. So we hear the difference with the pitch and the rate.
1: Sure, Katrina, that's an excellent question. My company is Costa Rica's call center and we deal with inbound and outbound customer support. That would be a positive. Now, a negative. What did your company do? Well, we're a call center. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's terrible. It's yeah. like you're in trouble and you're getting grilled by a teacher. You need buffering and finesse. You need curves. There's no straight line in nature.
0: Okay. Give and us another example of buffering.
1: Well, buffering is, you've called here before, haven't you? I go, I'm so glad that you brought that up. You probably receive a lot of these phone calls, but when was the last time somebody did a positive escalation for you? When was the last time somebody did a company name spike for you? Well, you're the first one to say my company name better than me. Exactly. So that is why I'm different from the other people that have called. I I might sound familiar because I'm a telemarketer, but oh, no, no, no. I'm a gourmet telemarketer. I said the name of your company. I properly introduced myself twice with two buffer boomerangs, and I was offering to give you a positive escalation. Please tell me that the 99 other people did those things. Mm. No, they did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's I'm kind of using my finesse against the others that aren't taking their time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's well, the Well, it's difference. very useful for coaches because, I mean, we're in the art of questioning open-ended questions. And to read the rate and the tone is very important,
1: when you've been doing this for years, like an architect, if you've been doing it for decades, you can look at a building and know what dimensions are quickly. And someone like myself, in regards to studying phonetic microexpression expression reading, I can tell when people are overextending themselves or they're missing the, the timing. And so it's a natural flow. Katrina, it's being in the now because it's like Robin Williams being spontaneous. That's why he was a genius. He was taking the 10 to 15% that was there, like a dog barking in a background. Here's my friend, this is the best example. You have a dog barking in the background. Many people are working from home. Some people would say, Katrina, I can't hear you. Would you put the dog out? Or, oh yeah, your dog or whatever. Oh, no, it's time to anchor. Let's anchor Katrina. What are we going to do? Hey, Katrina? Yes. I love dogs. I know. I love mine, too. What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Fluffy. Really? What breed is it? It's a Maltese. It is. How old is your puppy? Oh, my puppy's 14. I go, of course it is. So the next thing you know, you inadvertently and passive aggressively realize that Fluffy is barking Fluffy goes outside, you come back on the call, you say, Richard, that's cool. I go, hey, no problem, I, you know, once again, I love dogs. We talk about dogs for a couple minutes and then you're wondering why the rest of the call, it's mine to lose and you're offering me calendar dates to call you back, email extensions, ideas on how to close the deal. I'm just not buying 30 seconds of time by being charming and confirming what you said for checkpoints, I've connected with you so well that you've given me almost 10 minutes. And I know it. And so that's when Richard can relax and take his time. I I hit it. And that's where I give the most points in my quality control calls at the call center. It's not about qualifying you or getting your email address military alphabet style. It's about that amazing connection with Fluffy. Oh, I'll give you points galore when you do something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry I don't have a dog that barks now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you really have them also look at the micro expressions. Would you say that's different than what you've just told me, the micro expressions? Because you give a buffering example, you gain when the pitch is positive and negative. Would you qualify that as the phonetic micro expressions?
1: Question for you. If we're going back and forth and you're answering me between three to five seconds, but I say something that's amazing to you. Hey, Jenny, you got to know something. I have a gamification culture with 13 pinball machines on site. You didn't answer me in five seconds. You waited 10 seconds. So I'm like, was she not paying attention or is she pondering? It's a ponder because if she's not interested, she's hanging up or she interrupts me and changes the topic. We go tangent. Mm -hmm. So I love ponders. And then if you're thinking about it, that gives me a chance to, like a boxer, because you know, breathing, the core is the most important. When you're telemarketing, you're talking a lot. When you're not speaking, besides active listening, taking copious notes and being in the now, you should be slowing down that breathing to 44s, four in, holding, four out, holding. So at least you can reduce you from, let's say, an eight, nine, redlining, down to, let's say, a six calm. So you can recharge to give yourself a couple more power bombs in case you need to breathe or think fast. Slowing down can organize your thoughts for yourself as well.
0: So you use the pondering, the wondering of the other person to sort of recenter yourself.
1: Of course, you reset tones and you recenter conversations in yourself. And we can zig and we can zag. I might have the greatest lobster you're looking for steak. Fine by me. That's why I asked you open-ended questions. Now let's talk about your side dish for the steak. It's still great because you can still have a beautiful dinner. It just so happens the lobster specialist, not, not for her. And I'm okay with that. That's why we rake questions and we give pauses in between because it doesn't have to be, Richard, Richard, stop. I love the second one. No, no, no. It's usually a typing, an object adapting, clicking. It could be a, mm, ah, okay. It could be the noise. It could be a breathing in. Do you know that our three senses are removed on the phone, our taste, touch, and smell? doctor. You know, scientists say our hearing should be expanded. Fine. We have bunny ears, but I also believe in image streaming. I believe in descriptions and adjectives and imagination. So I do believe we have metaphysics on the phone. And if I can close my eyes, because you really can't see me on a phone call, you have severely reduced any sort of distractions. And don't tell me you don't hear that noise in the background. That's the real tell sign on if the call's doing well. They need to be in that moment because they could miss it. It could be a two to three or four second woof woof. Never heard fluffy, never angered. Look where we go from there. It's a completely different destiny from that. So they have to be a boxer. They have to be in the moment. They really have to count second by second. If not, Ali's gonna knock you out. So I'm really getting them to breathe and be in the now and to try to find these little goodies that keep them refocused again. Oh, by the way, doctor, I love using names for transitional sentences, and for tie-downs. We pause before names and numbers. And remember, these personal pronouns of are and your, you should give them quarter-second slides and a pause to recapture the attention and put you back in again. I could say, Katrina, fine, I got you. Or I could say, hey, your show, Excellent International Leadership, I still got you on the your. It's the cousin of the name drop. And it still allows you nonverbally to keep bringing you back in for clawing forward 30 seconds at a time. So you can last your 10 minutes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see. Very insightful. So what other tips would you give your telemarketers? And if you've been teaching them, you know, 10,000 people is a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I like the idea that you have them do gaming before so that they relax and they play and they connect, really. And also, so then you teach them over Several days or how do you, because maybe, I mean, no. it takes a, quite a bit of time for people to have that listening skills that you have, that it's like a dance with the other person, in a sense. Well,
1: have an advantage. And you know this prior to the podcast, when you speak a second language, there's much more intense concentrations for shorter periods of time. We both know this. So if it's in your native tongue, sure you could be, I'm not gonna use the word lazy, but it's more autopilot. When it's that second language, once again, you are in full mode. So I give those agents that sort of structure advantage. But then again, I recommend certain artists that have influenced me like Basil Rathbone or Jeremy Brett. And I enjoyed Remington Steele and Templeton Peck. I enjoy the speakers. And outside of my call center, all the world is a stage. If you choose a specific vocation, you might need to download or have equipment with you or be at a seminar. But my friend, if you're a speaker and a bilingual speaker and observant of human nature and reactions, you're not prying people are in public and you can analyze movies and interactions. And if you can do it as an arbitrary and in a neutral way while you still enjoy it as well, but you're an expert speaker that analyzes these sort of tell signs. It's quite interesting because you do see the patterns. And there is something called dedicated practice. There's no way, doctor, you would be where you are today if you only put in your hours worth in school and a little bit for homework. You did extras, you you met with colleagues, you did things on weekends, you traveled for things, and you, you had the fidelity to get to where you are today. And as long as people continue with their craft, and watch things from old time radio or just audio only to really work on that. Or they're watching things in English with English subtitles because of noise in the background. They might be able to decipher what that word is if there's music or dogs. That helped me when I was learning my Spanish because not everything's going to be crystal clear for you. There will be horns and dogs and music.
0: Mm-hmm. So, of course, I come from Switzerland, and in Switzerland, we all speak. Uh, maybe at least three languages, which I do too. So I'm bilingual with French, and so it's not too much effort to give a public speech in French because I grew up in that country for years. However, Spanish, I lived in Spain two years, but it would be a lot harder. So what you're saying is really it takes a lot more focus to be a telemarketer, for example, in my case, it would be in Spanish, because it's not instinctive, like a bilingual or your mother tongue.
1: Correct, and we also be very selective of the campaigns. If it's extremely complicated with intense vocabulary or very technical, it might not be a good fit. Uh-huh. But if it's the same, you know, repetition. 30 different cut and paste sort of emails or the same sort of answers because your movies didn't arrive on Tuesday. Uh, You can master that. It's really, I I just want right bus, right seat. The agents have leverage. There's Amazon and many centers here. And Mm
0: -hmm.
1: no one really leaves here on a forced attrition I don't give you a walk of shame or embarrass you on the floor. I praise you in public. But I will lose somebody for scheduling conflicts. Maybe your partner works somewhere. It's closer to home. And and there's other lucrative opportunities. But I give everyone a fair shake. I call the balls and the strikes. And a lot of people like that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we're coming to the end of our podcast. I wanted to, I know. Tell us one tip would you even give coaches or leaders in the way they receive calls? You've given quite a few, but let's say, what would you give for somebody that's new to this concept and the skill set?
1: Of course. Fortune favors the brave. (laughs) You need to go for it. And with good intentions, there's nothing wrong with it. But don't let the naysayers and the gray believers you astray i mean you are on your vision quest you have a spiritual journey and if something is calling you like spanish did with me i'm very true to my 18 year old self i decided to major in this in college mm-hmm. and i decided to put all my money down on that and so i'm glad that i did mm-hmm. and as long as you're responsible with your family you can test things out while still working your full-time job Remember. 40 hours is part time, 80 hours is full time for a CEO. So you can almost run two businesses at the same time. But, you know, it's, I can't thank you enough. I love your show. I gravitated towards it. You have a great audience. If they want to check me out, I have an amazing Facebook fan.
0: How could they check you out? Can you give your website? Well, you can buy
1: a ticket and fly down here like you will one day.
0: Okay, that's a promise. (laughs)
1: of 111,000 people give your audience a chance to understand the business outsourcing industry. And in Central America, we're north of Panama, south of Nicaragua, only democratic society, best infrastructure. They claim we have the most neutral accents. We're known for medical and ecotourism. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have a ton of new fans when I put them there, too. They're going to love to meet you. And, but just hold strong. You know, as I say, if you can pay it forward and you have the fidelity because gold and jewels lose its luster, you can always make money. But if you really love what you do and, and you find passionate and it's still an art, and mine is fortunately an art of speech, I have a luxury trade, then by all means, drink your life, enjoy your life, and you'll be on Katrina's podcast telling okay. you're amazing.
0: So, well, how could people get a hold of you? Give me your website oh, for sure, example.
1: costa callcenter.com. My toll free number is there, my email address. And
0: okay, great. if you just
1: want to run the script by me, I'd be more than happy to hear how you sound and maybe make some adjustments.
0: Okay, thank you so very much. Richard, thank, thank you. you
1: so bye bye. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching podcast. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com. Join us each Wednesday to learn more about the latest trends in leadership techniques and bring your coaching to the next level. To learn more about Dr. Burris' CEO Mastermind, use the contact form at excellentexecutivecoaching.com.